The Money Show. Small Business. With Pablo Fatidis. Small Business Focus is brought to you by NetBank, voted SA's best SME bank in 2022. See money differently. NetBank is a licensed FSP and registered credit provider. We are now, of course, on that business focus. Uh, how to build your business into your family's greatest wealth generating asset. We're speaking to Pablo Fatidis. He's the founder at Auric Business Accelerator. Pablo, welcome once again. Thank you, Matteo. Are you ready to build your business into an Look, I'm more than ready. In this economy, I'm more than ready to take my hustle to the next level. How do you you make sure that when you start a business, of course, a lot of businesses uh, in their infancy are starting inside the home and in the garage. And, you know, they really start out small. But once you do well, how do you make sure you you, you keep that asset asset within the family and and grow it into something that's wealth generating? Well, you know what? You use the word hustle, getting my hustle on. And that's the thing. To get a business going, you have to hustle. Um, It doesn't matter how much you've thought about the business. It doesn't matter how many pages your business plan is. It doesn't matter how rich you are going to become on your Excel spreadsheet when you are evaluating whether the business is a good business to start or not. When you start a business, you have to hustle. You have to be everything to everyone, anywhere, anyhow, anytime, because it's all about getting money in and getting revenue going. Without that, you can't support yourself the next day. You can't support building a team. You can't support buying plant or equipment or vehicles or whatever it is you might need for your business. You've got to get money in. And as good as that is, in the beginning, it's what turns around and bites you in the end. If you think about it, The end game for any business should be to successfully sell the business for a capital gain large enough in order for that business to be the wealth generating asset that helps you and your family and the next generation possibly get to the next level of opportunity. And yet, Mattel, in the United States, which which is the most vibrant market in the world, um, in, the, in the developed economy environment, where there's more money than there are opportunities, where there's more talent than there are positions, where there is so much activity, almost 95%, almost 95%, the number's 94.6% of businesses big number. close down. They don't get sold. So it means that you have been there at the helm, you are sweating, you are sacrificing, you're riding this emotional roller coaster of success and failure time after time after time after time. And yes, you're making money month on month, you know, paying yourself a salary, hopefully building a business behind it, getting some dividends. But the end game, if you ask any business owner, is they fundamentally believe that their wealth creation opportunity will come with the sale of that business. In that market where 95% of businesses fail to sell, we should always be asking why. In this market, we don't have stats to show, but I'm pretty sure the number is even worse. But Pablo, you mean, you're telling us all the difficult things that come with uh, owning a business and a small one at that and starting from the ground up. I mean, in South Africa, on average, within the first five years, a small company could uh, possibly close, you know. So why do it in the end if it's so difficult? Because 
you know, most people start business. There are two things that guide people going into business. The one thing, which is 99% of the time, it really is driven by necessity. You know, you might have, have lost your job. You might not be able to find work. You're going to have to start doing something if you want to be in control of your own life. Because, and let's be very clear on this, anyone who says that they are there for you, to help you, to back you, to look after you, all the false promises that our government has made around supporting small businesses in the economy um, remain unmet uh, at, a, at a fundamental level. Um, and we're seeing it right now with all the power outages. Imagine you start your small business, you've got plastic injection molding machines, electricity is on and off, on and off, on and off. You know what happens to those machines? They literally break down. It's really, really hard to keep a business like that going. So besides all of that, necessity drives you into business. The other thing that can drive you into business, and this is maybe 1% of all business owners out there, is passion, an idea, an opportunity. But very often, in order to be driven by an opportunity, you need to have some resources behind you. You need to have some money behind you that you've either saved up or you've earned a reputation with a bunch of people who are prepared to put some money behind you to turn an idea into action. So once you start and you start doing it. Sorry, Pablo, but once once you have that money and the resources and you start on the business, how do you make sure you make an economic return? Because it's also a risk. You've got a family; they're looking up to you for for you know to put some bacon on the table, and you dealing with this business that needs to also make money. So how do you firstly balance the two, and how do you make sure your your, your business has enough economic return to sustain you? Well, the only way to get that right is to grow the business. And you've got to grow the business in two areas. You've got to grow it, obviously, in terms of the number of customers that you get, you get access to. So you start to increase your sales. And then you have to grow your sales in a fashion that when you're servicing your customers, you build the business smartly enough that your costs leave some of those sales behind that fall into profits. Those profits are what you allow to, or what enable you to take a salary. And over time, as they grow, I tell you, that's the first area of real opportunity to start creating wealth because it allows you to draw a dividend. And then the dividend comes from excess profits that you're unlikely to spend in the next financial year that you want to release from the business in order to start getting a return on all the time and sacrifices and investment you've made. The second area of opportunity is, as mentioned earlier, the ultimate destination that you should be single-mindedly obsessed and focused with is to be sure that you're building your business in a manner that will enable you to successfully sell it. Because when you sell it, you're going to get a multiple of those profits. Let's say you've generated a million rands worth of profit. You can sell it for anywhere between 2 to 10 million rand, depending on the kind of business it is. That is a significant jump in earnings. And it comes in at a slightly moderated tax level. And it is what creates the base, the legacy against which you create most of your wealth. So most of us go into business, believing that we will build this business into a sellable condition. We draw money from it from time to time, but to keep a business going, you have to constantly reinvest in it. And we're doing so with the fundamental belief 
that at the end of the day, the end game, 10, 20, 30, 40 years later, I will be able to successfully sell my business. Now, here's and a good example. Here's a good example, uh, Pavlo. Uh, in terms of Tasha's, you know, they started around 2005 in Ethel, uh, a small restaurant that's, uh, you know, was trying to bring in the taste of South Africa uh, and the vibe of South Africa to, to the streets. And in about 2008, had sold uh, the business to famous brands, of course, for that 10 million rand. And that was a success. But then later, uh, because the business was so successful, they bought it back. You know, one of those success stories that show it can actually happen and you shouldn't be emotionally tied to your baby and the project that you started. You can sell it off in order to, to grow your business. Yes, so let's look at actually what was in place over there because, you know, the word business doesn't mean it's sellable. The reality is that businesses need to be built to be sold. And the way that we, we build and grow a business to generate income is very different to the way that you build a business to make it a sellable asset. If you're going to invest money on the stock exchange, okay, Mateo, which is one of your favorite shares out there? Uh, Purple Group, uh, ShopRite. Yes, let's, let's go with Purple Group, right? Um, I see they've taken a bit of a hit from the beginning of this year, but in any event, you know, most of, most of the JSC has. So if we, if we look at Purple Group, and let's say for argument's sake, um, you're going to invest in buying a Purple Group share. You're investing on the back of three decisions. The first decision is you want the share to give you dividends. Income growth. You want income growth from the share. So if you buy it, let's say, for example, what's it trading at at the moment? I think it's about 202 cents, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't checked in, in quite so a let's, bit. Let's make it a round number. Let's say it's trading at 200 bucks, right? You're going to buy it at 200 rand. You're going to hold on to it for five years because that's your strategy. And what you would like is every year you want to get a 30 rand dividend or a 20 rand dividend. That's income growth by way of dividends from your investment. The second thing you want is five years from now, you want to sell it for a thousand rand. You want the capital value of that share to grow. And you're going to therefore look at management, you're going to look at their strategy, you're going to look to see what uh, performance they've, they've enjoyed in terms of growth. And you're going to take a view and say, hey, I think this company is well positioned. I think it's got good leadership. I think they're on a winning wicket. I think it's going to continue growing into the future as it has in the past. And the chances of me getting a thousand rand which would mean because I spent 200 Rand, I have an 800 Rand capital gain is high. And then the third thing you need is you want to make sure that when you're ready to sell that share, it's tradable, that someone out there is going to be happy to take the share off you because they see a future growth into it and you've made your return, you're happy to step away. The thing is in building a business, if you don't adopt that mindset, you say, yeah, I'm running my business, I'm making good money, I'm drawing an income month on month on month, I'm growing the revenue, I'm drawing more income month on month on month. Believing that that builds your business into an asset is where the problems will come into play. You need to look at the business and say, as the leader in the business, I've got to make sure I build a business that generates income growth. In other words, you need to be able to build your revenue and build your profit. Secondly, I'm going to invest the profit back into the business in such a way that it will increase 
the capital value of the business. And most importantly, Matera, I'm going to do all of this in a manner that allows that business to continue into the future without me. Because when the time comes for me to sell it, yeah. and a buyer looks at it and says, I can see income growth, I can see profit, but Mateo, without you there, none of that is possible ahead. What you've gone and done is built your business into a job, not into an asset. And then not building it into an asset, you lose the opportunity to make it your singles, single greatest wealth generating legacy. And that's Pavlo Fertidis giving us that case about how to build your business into your family's greatest wealth generating assets. He's, of course, the founder at Auric Business Accelerator in our small business focus tonight.